instant analysis on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood coming to you after what really can only be described as an absolute clunker from the Baltimore Football Ravens, a 22-10 loss to the Miami Dolphins here on Thursday Night Football. I will give it to the listeners transparently before we get into this. I saw none of the first half as I was at Maryland's win over George Washington College Park. Did see all of the second half, but by golly, what a joke. That was terrible, boys. That was terrible. It was awful. I'm not convinced that this wasn't a London game. I mean, that's my spinzo right now, that this was just some undercover London game that the NFL slipped in that we didn't even know about. And the boys had a short week and they had to get ready and go across the pond and play at a place that they have a bad history at. At least this time around, they scored some points in London. But you saw the field out there look like an absolute mess. Uh, Looked like there was some rules confusion out there. People didn't know what was going on. So it had all the feel of a London game. So I'm just going to chalk it up to a London game and try not to ever think about this football game ever again. It it looked like a game was played by a team that had almost 100 snaps four days earlier. Like that first half, the Ravens just looked – I mean, they, they, they looked like a completely different team. And again, I mean, maybe that is the, you know, again, they had, they had an overtime game that almost went, that was almost went the whole overtime period 10 days ago or four days ago. Um, it, it was a weird game. And like, I think you knew when Tucker missed that second field goal, like, all right, this is, it feel like if, if he misses one, like early in the game, it's like, all right, we're in for buckle up. Cause something weird is going to happen. And that's just, it was just a very strange game with the, the injury to Brissett and, Tua with the broken finger. Oh, is Brissett going to come in? No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. And and then the whole back and forth from there. I think – no, I actually think that they came out pretty strong on the first couple of drives. They ran the football better than they have early in any game, probably the entire year. Uh, and then they just ran into a roadblock in opponent's territory at about the 30-yard line. So that's when JT kicked the 46-yarder. They ran into the same wall and a, there may have been a penalty or a sack or something, which that, that's kind of the story of it, at least from the front end. I feel like the offensive line struggled really hard early on. And then from there, uh, the adjustments made were bad adjustments. There are adjustments, you know, all these screen passes on third and long because we were stuck in third and long the entire night. Um, you know, there were occasions where we moved the sticks early on early downs. And then when we didn't, we just ran into roadblocks where it was third and long. And our answer to that was for some godforsaken reason to throw these screen passes. Like they had success with it in overtime and late in the game last week, but it was clear that the Dolphins studied the tape on that. Their DNs were very ready to jump up and swat anything down that Lamar wanted to throw near the line of scrimmage. And we just didn't change anything after that. And by the time we tried to, or, or did, we just didn't have much of an answer. Um, you know, as Typically, you'll see a team down two scores the way that the Ravens were in this game, start to move the football underneath and do that effectively just because the the Dolphins were kind of on their heels and giving us that space. And, um, you know, there's some stats that are kind of padded here. You know, you'll look at the 23 first downs and 304 total yards. It doesn't really tell a story at all. The Ravens had 180 yards with maybe five minutes left in this football game, and then they moved the ball on a couple drives there. Um, to at least make the box score a little more respectable. But, um, yeah, it was just ugly. It was just bad. It was a bad game. I mean, I yeah, I got I had them down as eight first downs in the first half, 133 yards. They were 0, and, 0 for 6 on third down, and then I think ended up 2 for 14. Now, I mean, that, that was the big story of the game. Like you said, 
not only were they in third down, it was third and nine, third and 12, third and 17. It was, it was a long, there was a long way to go. And they just, I mean, give credit to Miami's defense too. Cause like you said, it looked like they, they took that game plan from the Vikings and, and they put it in. Um, they, I mean, they were all around Lamar the entire game. It seemed like, and, and even like when Lamar was seemed like he would get away. I mean, they, they had some sure tackles. Like they, what was it? The one yeah, they closed got him on the side their angles. Yeah. They yeah. played their angles really well. Um, the few times that Lamar was able to kind of get free, like they kind of just angled him off and kept it at a minimum. And then like, yeah, I mean, like the Dolphins for sure outplayed us. And that's not to say that they played great per se. It's just they mm-hmm. did all the things and didn't make a lot of mistakes. And then when it came down to the handful of plays, when you get into a you know a rock fight like this one was, the couple plays that could have swung one way or another, we made the mistake. Sammy Watkins with the fumble, that's the biggest play of the game without question. And then Patrick Queen with the strip sack and, and not having, you know, maybe you call it the wherewithal to pick it up or dive on it, or, or maybe you call it some great hustle by the offensive lineman there on the dolphins, but what you will, but there were just these game, these, these little plays here and there that just weren't our plays tonight. Um, and sometimes that happens, but you still, you still look at really the two biggest offensive plays that weren't like flukish plays the, they were defensive breakdowns, which is exactly what's killed the Ravens in a bunch of scenarios that they've been able to wiggle themselves out of, but the broke, the two broken plays, especially the one when we scored the touchdown to cut it to a one score game and gave ourselves some life. is just an inexcusable play. And it's, it's tough to see on the tape who exactly whose fault it is, but it doesn't matter whose fault it is. They have to work it out and they have to figure it out and have the right people in the right place. If Deshaun Elliott's out there, maybe he's the guy who is the guy covering him. And that doesn't happen on that, that, that second one, like on that late drive. Um, I tend to think maybe it was Brandon Stevens. It's hard to say if it was him or if it was Patrick Queen. Uh, the broadcast put a lot of it on Chuck Clark. And yeah, he's got some responsibility as kind of the, as the green sticker guy and, and a leader and the safety at the back of the defense looking at everything. But um, it was a guy in motion. It was a very sudden thing. And somebody just has to pick him up. They just have to do their job there. And somebody did. So uh, it's just, it's too much of a trend. And, um, situationally we've been able to get away with it a few times and this time it caught us in a situation where it was just you just couldn't get past it it's just yeah it's bad. It, it's bad. It, that play it seemed like that's like that's a play that just can't you can't mess that up that seems like a very simple communication it's a like, college play like it's a college like, it should even like, be like a high school play it's like a guy yeah. comes in motion i okay switch switch or like i'll stick on him and like like they talked about in the broadcast it was like queen didn't even watch him go over there it's like he didn't even see him at all and i i mean that, that was a bizarre play and yeah it, it seemed like anytime the ravens got some sort of momentum a play like that happened and then it, yeah, i mean it was it was kind of over um it was i mean and i i think i saw that greg roman was the number three trending topic on twitter for a decent part of the game and i know people were really banging up on him for zero adjustments again the screens it was like people have been calling for screens all year and then they pull them out now. And then and they had success. They had success with it last week. They had a lot of mm-hmm. success with it. And maybe he fell in love with it this week. Look at the tape. Maybe the Dolphins saw that and were like, hey, like, there's some easy fix to what um, what they didn't do last week and how we can fix that, um, the Vikings. Uh, I, I don't know. There's no question that this was Greg Roman's worst game, which, of course, he's getting hammered 
thoroughly on Twitter right now. And that's not not justified, but it's it, what annoys me is that, like, we had the second-ranked offense coming into this game with a lot of pieces missing. Hammer Greg Roman for tonight, but don't be, like, fire Greg Roman. Like, that's ridiculous. It continues to be ridiculous, just like it was after the playoffs last year and the last couple of years, where you've got the best offense in the league the last handful of years, second-best offense this year up until this game. Tonight was an utter failure on his part. It was an utter failure by just about everybody on the field. I don't really know who the bright spot is, if I can even think of one tonight. Rashad Bateman a little bit maybe. Like, eh, I don't know. I'll say Marlon, Marlon in the first quarter was, he was flying around. He, I mean, yeah. he was flying around. I thought that penalty. Yeah, soft the, PI call on him too. It's soft. I think you let that go. I, I think it was a decent amount from both sides. But I, I thought yeah. the first quarter he was, he was in on every tackle. It seemed like he was yeah, absolutely he played better. He was shutting Gasecki down, and and that then it was kind of like, all right, well they're gonna have to take a sec. They're just not gonna have Gasecki in their offense because Marlon's shutting him down. And again, it was like you kind of yeah, didn't he get went over him tonight. Yeah, and so again, yeah, I mean, like if if you want to look at a bright spot, I would say Marlon. You take away that penalty, and yeah, I, th- I thought Bateman was Bateman. I, I think he's a playmaker. That catch he made on the sideline and, and you know cut it up. I, I think he's he's something. To me, this is a this was a. a and I, like I said, I only saw the entire second half, so I only consumed the first half through Twitter, and that's like a hard way to consume a game. But um, this, to me, is just a total offensive failure from top to bottom, at least in the second half. You know, it's not as if the Dolphins were at all disguising what they were trying to do defensively. Like, normally, and sometimes, like, look, I watch football, you know, as someone that watched a lot of it, but as a layperson, never coached, never played at a high level. You're watching that and you're seeing the Dolphins essentially do the same thing every time. Stack the box. And Aikman literally said it every time. He's like, they're playing, you know, they're playing no safety help. They're playing man-to-man and they are bringing the house every single time. And for the rate, for no one on the Ravens, for Greg Roman, for Lamar Jackson, for anyone on the sideline to not make an adjustment on that until really late in the fourth quarter when it seemed like they started to throw some shorter routes. And that felt like just also as a way to just put some tempo in and, and get up the field quicker. I mean, for them to not score any points when they started on the 50 twice in the first, you know, six or seven minutes of the third quarter was absolutely insane. Like, they didn't do anything to change the complexion of the game offensively when the Dolphins found something that worked and just went back to the well over and over and over. It was mind-boggling. And so if there was ever going to be a game where you're going to, you know, absolutely destroy Greg Roman online, I think we've – defended this a lot this would You're be right. the one where you can absolutely hammer them because at a certain point like what are we doing and and i i appreciate lamar jackson like popping off on the sideline and stalking around and getting upset but at a certain point he's got to go out on the field look at what's happening and change the play he's got to call greg i mean you're you're the star player you got to yeah, make here's- decisions like or, or you got to get the ball out a little bit quicker like he was just right. continuing to backpedal and backpedal and backpedal. He, you know, he, he looks like, in no disrespect to, he looks like I'm watching Talia Tungavailoa, who does that a lot for Maryland, but like he's. A, he's running for his life the entire he's, night. He's a college quarterback who he's played seven games in his career. Like, look, the offensive line was not good and they were on their heels and the Dolphins clearly exploited a weakness and whatever. But like, at a certain point, like take a half step back, stick your foot in the ground and just let the ball go. The amount of times that he was not doing that and just like hopping around, I, I, 
and maybe and the there was one specific third down where they sent like two two guys on double moves. Like I think it was Hollywood was in a double move. It's like, what are we doing? Aikman did a great job pointing out the one time where the middle of the field was wide open and, and Andrews just stopped. He just stopped in front of the, like, why did you like uh, on a, a ball, uh, a situation where you should have read the defense and, and, you know, run like a skinny post or up the seam. I, I just thought offensively, they looked lethargic, uninspired um, yeah. in a game, in a game against the team, mind you that credit to the Dolphins defense who played fantastic, but offensively, they, I mean, it's a valiant performance by Tua to go out there after not starting and doing his best to move the ball up. They couldn't do anything. He, the ball looked bad coming out of his hand. Gaskin's not very good. Their offensive line isn't very good. And they continue to just give the Ravens the ball back over and over and over. And Lamar Jackson and Greg Roman, the offense did absolutely nothing about it. That, that's the story of the game to me. Like, th- th- yeah, I agree. The defensive lapses, the big plays are huge. But ultimately for, you know, 75% of the game, the Dolphins did nothing offensively. Mostly a product of their own ineptitude, but also the Ravens defense did a good enough job. You, you got to score more than 10 points. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 it's just like the two drives that started around the 50 for me were the turning point in the game. That's yeah. where the Ravens really could have put the hammer down, scored a touchdown, gotten ahead, and then kind of played – played you know played with the lead football against a team that had no shot to you know throw the ball around that was Uh, a feeling the entire time that there was not much of a threat for the Dolphins to move the football against us and really I think I mean just fumbling it and and having that returned against us was just such a such a dramatic and momentous like moment in the game in terms of them being able to control and feel confident that they had what it took to take it to the finish line and I said uh, to myself, so I said to myself when they did it, it was like the first time they actually threw something quick to the middle of the field against that look. Yeah. They hadn't done it the entire time. And finally, and then St. Walker's fumbles. It's like, all right, okay. Whatever. Yeah, fuck this, right? At least so, they did it. like to fill in some gaps for you as well. And it, it just it just adds to what you've said. Part of the points of frustration in the first and second quarter as well were that the Ravens offense was consistently coming out of the huddle with nine seconds left on the play clock, and it was running down. They had no gusto getting up to the line and getting set. And if you watch the Ravens offense a lot, you know that they put guys in motion and there's tons of things in pre-snap motions that need to happen for them to run the offense they want to run. So when you're not there and you're not ready and you're not set to go do those things in a timely fashion, you're just putting a ton of pressure on yourself. One to like, when you get to the line of scrimmage, you have no ability to change anything, which is something that you mentioned. Like you don't see any changes at the line of scrimmage. You don't see any audibles. You don't see anything any adjustments made pre-snap. So it just felt like we just didn't have our shit together from, from go. And like, we, we were able to run the ball effectively on the first drive and a half or so Devonta Freeman looked really good. That and we, is. we were running the ball well and moving the football, moving the chains. Um, and like I said, we just kept running into this wall on the other side of the 50, but um, it felt like for, the next couple of drives, we just felt confident, like, Hey, like the run game's working. So we should just run, 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 run. And then once we tried to go to pass, we just had like no flow. Like we had just no rhythm and we just tried to throw everything underneath. And it just didn't seem like we had any of the right answers at the right time. And then from there, shit just spiraled. 
it spiraled and spiraled and 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 the, the dolphins clearly gained confidence with every single play they had attitude they were dancing on our you know dancing three snap when we were backed up against our own goal line they had us they knew they had us so this is nothing it's just one of those things you just don't want to see uh whether you're you're on the team itself or if you're, you're a fan it's just not a good look what about i mean i thought another kind of change or well, God, it changed the game in the first quarter. The Sammy Watkins in the end zone. I mean, Taylor, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know maybe he lost the ball in the lights. It was weird. Play. He like, I mean, Lamar made up. He was he was getting hit. It was a, it was a hell of a throw. He dropped yeah. it right in the back of the end zone where only Sammy could get it. He lets yeah. up. He lets up what three or four steps in the end zone. Thinking it's the ball very like, weird. People, it's, it's a completely different game if he catches that. Hundred percent because it's then not it's like, even for the points, the sake of the points. But I feel like. You finish that drive. You you put together a really commanding opening drive to a game and put seven on the board. The entire vibe of the game is different. Because then you're like, oh shit, there's Lamar. That's the yeah. pass. We hit him right in his chest, and he drops it like he drops it in the bucket in the back of the end zone. Like fuck. All right, I guess we're gonna have to deal point. with this demon today. Yeah, and it's like that. I mean, Sammy Watkins. I mean, a terrible game for him all around. Um, Taylor, I'll send it to you in the in the text group. But it was, I mean, that, that was a bizarre play. People were saying he lost it in the lights. I thought I maybe the goalposts. I don't know. Maybe the goalposts. He got kind of afraid of the goalposts. You could see it out of the. Um, I don't know. Maybe he just got turned around and never saw it. I, yeah, I, it was very weird. Super weird play. Um, and I, I was gonna bring this up too. The audibles. Like, do we? Does Lamar ever audible? And it like, because like you said, I know there's a lot of stuff that goes into the motion. You know, pre-snap and and moving guys around. But it's like. It's something that I'm thinking about too, because I I'm watching this game on Monday and it's a key situation. It's like five minutes left. It's, it was the biggest play that Justin Fields really made on that drive where they went down and took the lead. It's around mm-hmm. midfield. Justin Field goes the line and, and, and clearly looks left and looks right and is making some sort of adjustment. He's got two wideouts to his right. They, he clearly changed the route in some manner because he saw a coverage and he, ha- he hit that guy right down the sideline. It was a perfect mm-hmm. throw, and it was perfect for the coverage at hand. I can't say I've ever seen Lamar do that. I don't know. Like, I can't think of a time. Like, I feel like he might have done that a few times in 2019, but it's just it doesn't seem to be a part of our process. Yeah, and it's not like a knock on Lamar. It's not like, oh, he, did, he just doesn't know how to make audibles. I just – I legitimately cannot remember – seeing him check down it check may off be happening and i just like am that. not that observant it just yeah it, was, they, it, it just stu- it jumped out it jumped off the page at me watching justin, justin fields of all people. yeah of all yeah. people in that in that offense which seems yeah the, guy, the guy who 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 his coach like was adamant that he wasn't ready to start at the nfl mm-hmm. level that yeah and then that and another thing you mentioned getting out of the huddle with nine seconds left on the play clock a defense can fucking go when when they're it, the clock is counting down three, two, one. They're like, all right, we're going to fucking send it because yeah. why the hell not? It seemed like that was happening a lot where I'm looking at the clock going, are they going to snap it? Or are they going to, okay, no, right, there they go. And, and half the, di- the Dolphins defense is already in the backfield already. So yeah, I mean, them, them getting in and out of the huddle was, it's an issue. And I even thought like after the Dolphins scored that last touchdown and I, I get it, it's you're down 12 with two minutes left the urgency on that drive was kind of like, it, it reminded me of the old Flacco days when people used to shit on the urgency there being like, Oh, they're, they're walking down the field and they're kind of lollygagging and there just wasn't anything there. And again, I get it. 12 points, you know, with, with you're down with, with 
under two minutes left, two minutes left, right around there. Um, again, I mean, trap game, people, people are throwing it out there. Maybe again, it's, it's tough to win on the road. Um, Thursday night game against the Dolphins defense, who again played really well last week against a bad team. And they played probably even better this week against a really, really good offense. So I, I think you chalk it up to, it just wasn't their night. Um, and, and the Dolphins just seem to hit on everything. And I don't know how many times you can be upset or disappointed. You can be disappointed, but like being upset about a loss on a short week on a road game, worst things that, that could have happened. They didn't lose at home to the Texans or anything like that. I would say, I would say it's less of a, I would say it's less of a feeling of like upsetness. It's just like, you don't want to watch your team losing. Like I understand the Thursday night. I, I, I get the, but like they, they just, there were certain things in the game that shouldn't have like been determined by the fact that they were playing on a short week, like a lack of adjustments, you know, like certain things that I, I just didn't, I was like, they're not losing the game because they're tired or because they played a hundred snaps. Like they definitely looked a little lethargic, but the humidity just, was an issue. Like, they were it's saying. not as if the dolphins looked really any better. The dolphins just pretty much out executed them game plan wise. Like I, I and did enough offensively yeah. like they they like I, I just cannot get over how bad the Dolphins offense was and how the Ravens were just continually unable to capitalize that when they got the back ball back over and over and over and over it was just an incredibly frustrating thing to watch more frustrating than whether you know if the Dolphins just come and just blown them out like all right whatever then then you're like okay well the Dolphins just had more juice they didn't have to travel blah blah blah, blah. like the Dolphins look just as lethargic and the Ravens should have stepped on their throats. Like you got to step on a team's throat. That's that's why when we were previewing this, I just I, there was just not a lot of scenarios where I was like, oh, the, the Ravens won't come out here and just step on the Dolphins' throats. The Dolphins are demoralized. They're yeah, they were. The Dolphins like, were going to put up. 40. What were the Dolphins doing? Like why why was Tua not just starting the game? Like what, they don't even know what they're doing with the quarterback the entire time. It, 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 it it's an infuriating team to lose to, and now. You're dealing with an AFC North that couldn't be more jumbled. I really have no idea who's good in the AFC. I have no idea if the Ravens are good, to be totally honest. I think that they're pretty good. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know if the Bills are good. They just lost this, a very similar clunker to Jacksonville last week. All of these AFC teams lose a, continue to lose clunkers. Maybe none of them are good. Maybe all of the good teams are in the NFC. Uh, but these division games now just continue to get ratcheted up in importance. The Ravens had a chance here to, like, to win a game that, they're expected to win to get a game, continue to be a game up on the rest of the division. They now just given that advantage away uh, and they have to win all these division games to win the division and, and put themselves into prime playoff seating. And maybe that's the way it should be. Maybe you should have to go out there and uh, beat those teams that are in front of you, but just a very, very, uh, this is just a frustrating game to watch. And I didn't even have to watch all four quarters. So I can't imagine watching all four quarters that garbage. Real quick, um, what a weird Ravens team! And um, John Harbaugh may break the record for exasperated looks on the sidelines over two weeks. <laughs> He's I really mean, turned he, it up last two weeks. He has turned it the hell up. Like, if you guys ever watch like Shaq and a fool on Inside the NBA, they always have looks of coaches like on the side after the weird plays are made that Shaq's making fun of. They might just have to put John Harbaugh on that entire segment. Like he is just making faces. Like, what is going on with my football team right now? Um. We, we do have to say the the play to the lineman was awesome. Electric. It was awesome. It electric. Was awesome. Your, your heart dropped for a second when, because you're like, oh shit, did he? I didn't he have clear audio, but I was very confused. And I was like, 
there's a flag in here somewhere, right? Yeah, it's uh, like, and then the guy that like the, the goal, the the line judge, like did the underhand toss, and I was like, well, that looks like a guy calling like a block in the back or something. So what's going on here? This is very weird. I I will be honest, and I and I would fully admit, had I I was like right when he caught it, I was like, oh, legal touch, touching. There was no, yeah, there, yeah, yeah there I was, was never, like, uh, like a hit I was like, oh, I was like oh. and I was like, oh wait, I hope they didn't declare him eligible. And that was funny. That was made it more fun to right when he caught it, they threw the flag. It was like, okay. He ran with such confidence. It was like like he knew he was getting it. It was an awesome juke. And the dive, the end zone was good for that guy and good for them all. The the Dolphins for a bad team. They looked like they're having fun out there, at least defensively, as you said, dancing and stuff. The offensive guys look like they're having fun. Good for them. I mean, they, they, they just looked, maybe that was a part of it. They just looked a little looser than the Ravens the entire night. Yeah, just a, uh, just a, uh, it's a befuddling team. I, I just, I continue to call them the roller coaster Ravens, and they really are. I, I don't know what we're in store for next. Are we gonna, you know, go down a corkscrew, go, you know, through a double loop, go, you know, head down a steep hill? I don't even know. I don't know what part of the roller coaster we're now on, but it's, it's, it's a weird team. It's a very weird team that does so many different things well, and then does also does so, so many things unbelievably badly. <laughs> it's such a bizarre team. Can't get over it. Um, you kind of went over the numbers. You're right. The numbers are really bad um, and got padded a little bit at the end. But, you know, not a great night for Lamar Jackson, 26 of 43, 238, one touchdown, one pick. Not helping the MVP conversation there after we did nope. that all hullabaloo this week. <laughs> um, that's great. Uh, everyone's freaking out about Hollywood Brown. 13 targets. He can't complain about not getting the ball anymore. Yeah, you're Rashad, trying to throw all the screens in the world to him. Um, I did. I agreed with you. Uh, you you were you were on a little bit of a tangent, so I didn't interrupt. I, I Rashad Bateman looks like a guy. Like he he just does things where you're like, okay, that's a guy that's playing in the NFL and, and is yeah. going to be successful. That the third down catch was and the catcher over catcher over his shoulder too. That Lamar kind of just like lobbed up there. Um, as they were trying to drive down to, you know, after the game was pretty much over, it was a really, really nice catch. He's good. Um, his out of getting out of bounds awareness was it awesome. As I just yawned here at twelve twenty four, that's really that's going to be really great radio for everyone's headphones. Um, but yeah, not a lot of other silver lines taking. Oh I can't God. comment on the Marlon Humphrey stuff because it sounded like that was mostly in the first half. We had thirteen quarterback hits. Yeah. Jeez. I know they it's crazy. Do it once. It's crazy to me that this defense still can't seem to force a turnover. Well, we have less takeaways than we have games played. I think. And I, I initially, when I was watching the Patrick Queen play, I initially was like, "What? Why did you not fall on it?" I even, I think, even if he tries to fall on it, that guy gets there first. And honestly, yeah, I kind of agree with that. His better move was to just grab the football because I just like the calculated risk of it is still to try to scoop and score that. Even, like, Especially just, what your offense is doing. Of course, in hindsight, that sounds like the wrong answer, but the, you just need a play there. I, I don't know. It's it's just tough. It's a tough break. It's fumble luck is is a real thing, and especially hasn't been on like, our side. Yeah, he could have just like almost taken it out of Tua's hands because he got to him so quickly, and Tua had no idea that he was there. He almost could have just. We forced another it. fumble that we didn't recover too. I think. It's late. I don't know if I remember that. I, can't, I don't know. Um, also, who, who dropped the ball? It had to be Fox on that Mark Andrews. Um, 
no catch, which there was no camera angle. They yeah, showed. everyone was freaking out about and that. It wasn't yeah, even the was a weird had, one. The refs had to have seen something different that we didn't see on the like an in-stadium feed or something like that. They yeah, that, that was bizarre. The because... two first Fox angles, they showed the camera person. And normally these people that do that, and maybe it's yeah. just a, a random coincidence, are impeccable at getting every single shot. Um, they're like the best of the best that they put on games like that as Chris Rock walks out here on Fallon. Um, yeah, they just missed it. They straight up missed it. it was- jo- Jonah Schaefer said Mark Andrews in the press conference said there was a reason they didn't show it on the on the Jumbotron, the replay. Like, mm. It was a weird I, call. I, very strange. Very, very strange. And a big play. I thought he had a good game, though, Andrews. I thought he – again, his he, stats were a little padded. He looked lively mm-hmm. when he got the ball. Adafi Owe, sack three early. quarterback hits, one sack, two tackles for a loss. He was a factor. His sack was a big one. Justin um, Houston, the one felt that like it. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Whatever, man. Just let's move on. Let's move on to next week. I'm just already sick of thinking about this. Even like to like every phase stunk. Tucker missing the field goals rare. It happens here and there. That sucked. Sam Cook didn't really seem to play his best game either. Um, which I guess if you're if your bad games are you, you kick a couple of 38 yard punts or something, where I mean, if that's your worst, then that's you're doing pretty well. Eight, eight punted at eight times, 40.1 average, four inside the 20. But I would agree with you. Some of them I didn't feel like. But the, we hold those guys to very lofty standards, and that's kind of how that goes. It's just a bad night. It's a bad night for the Baltimore Ravens. I think it was just a stinker. I think we've seen other teams in the AFC have them. It's, I think it's just, just one of those games. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Just very, very brutal. It's, it's a flush game. They'll flush it and – is that going on Seth Myers too? I mean, what is happening here? Is she doing the? She's going on every NBC show. I saw her on. I saw her on the Seth Myers tweet. That's why I said that earlier. Well, I mean, you'll make a staff for that. That's a staff for that. Um, I mean, that's. I mean, that's the highlight of the day now. Well, it's a new day. That's the highlight of the last twenty-four hours now. <laughs> Can you bring this bring this home already? Not the Maryland win. No, I just wanted to comment that the Taylor Swift album release is now the highlight of the twenty four hours because the Ravens, the Ravens. Thank God that that she came on the screen right after I turned off that game because it made me feel a lot better. Um, Gonna go song by song. Uh, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it on the show. We'll do it on the show. Give it. We'll give us some time to digest. We'll go song by song. We'll go song by song. Um. Yeah, Ravens lose. Horrible. Twenty two to ten. Bad. Boys, bad, bad, bad. That's the word to describe bad. it. Um, and to our friend Kyle, friend of the show, great job getting one win. Great job. Many people are asking if the Lamar uh, bad news for blank, Lamar Jackson woke up, if those tweets should stop. Uh, and that, I'm going to end it right there. 22 to 10, 22 to 10 Dolphins. We'll see you for the weekly show next week. Obviously, no incident analysis on Sunday. We're all going to watch other football besides the Baltimore Ravens. We'll see you next time. It's the X-Fade 2 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood.